0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from
1: fiction. The issue of health care. It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will
2: provide you with a choice. It's
1: going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. jobs.
2: Broadcasting
0: coast to coast across the USA. (laughs) Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well,
2: Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And
3: now,
0: ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. 139 affiliates strong. We just picked up two in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Raleigh, North Carolina. So welcome to the America's Healthcare Advocate audience. We're happy to have you all on board. Our producer today, Mr. Scott Larson. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows across the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from on the subject of health care. Well, I'm not even going to talk about the latest changes to the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act because hopefully on January 21st it'll be gone, or at least modified to make sense. So we're going to skip that part of the monologue today. If you do have any specific questions about health insurance or health insurance related issues, if there's something we can help you with, whether it's individual health insurance, group health insurance, or Medicare if you're chronologically challenged, like I am, 877-385-2224 is the number, toll-free. Operator standing by to take your calls and we can help you with anything, feel free to give us a call. Once again, 877-385-2224. You can also go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com americashealthcareadvocate.com Go to the website. There are a lot of blogs up there and information you can read. If you want help with something, send me an email. I get about 230 a day now, so I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. So feel free to send me an email from that website and I'll be happy to get back with you as soon as I can. All right, coming up today's we're going to do a very interesting broadcast today we've got in studio with us a number of guests today and we're going to be talking about the falling forward foundation which we're pretty excited to talk about in studio with me is sam Ported, the founder and uh, falling forward member sam welcome to the show good morning carrie dr linda Lesick is in studio with me today doctor she's a board member and a, a rehab doctor specialist we're happy to have her in studio with me today
4: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: And two of my clients who actually participated in this program, uh, Jason Green and his wife, Mary Green. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the studio. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. Hi, Jason. Nice to see you here. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. So, this is going to be a fascinating show, folks, because we're going to be talking about what happens when people are severely injured and have to go through the recovery process, and how do they pay for it? How does that work if the insurance carrier isn't there uh, and doesn't cover it, or if they need specialty care and they've got to get to that specialty care? We're going to get into a very interesting story about that, and we're going to talk about this foundation that Sam has founded, um, what they do, and how they lend support. And I think you're going to find this very, very interesting. So, with with that, Sam, welcome to the broadcast once again. Why don't you tell us about how you found this organization in our August of 2011, and then let's just talk about what the foundation actually does.
1: Sam? Sure. Well, Kerry, um, falling forward is addressing an issue called therapy caps, and it's an issue that very few people have heard about. Um, therapy caps, what they are, they're a limit in insurance policies on how much your health insurer will pay for rehabilitation. So when something tragic happens, like an accident, a spinal cord injury, a brain injury, or a stroke, suddenly people need rehabilitation. And in most cases, people find out that their insurance will not cover as much rehab as they actually need. Yeah, let me step in here for a quick second,
0: because I want
1: to make this
0: really clear to the audience. What Sam said is absolutely true. I don't think there are very many policies out there, I certainly have not seen many, that do not cap rehab. Almost all the group health insurance policies cap it, and the individual health insurance policies. So trust me, folks, this is a significant issue if you go past the 30 visits or 40 visits or whatever it is that's clearly laid out in your policies, Sam.
1: So so now to your question, Carrie, of how I started or why I started falling forward. So I was one of those people that had one of those tragic things happen. I fell off of a 15-foot wall, I had a spinal cord injury, I was suddenly paralyzed from the waist down, and I suddenly needed rehab. And my wife and I learned, we were very fortunate to learn, that we had a unique insurance policy that did not have a cap. And to your point, Carrie, um, we later learned that probably 1% of policies have no cap, 99% of policies do have a cap. So I was the 1%, you know, the lucky 1% with no cap. I was paralyzed. I went through 2 years of rehab all covered by my insurance, and today I walk with a cane. Yeah, so but you walk. I walk. That's that's I, the important part. It, yeah. Right. So as I'm going through my 2 years of rehab, all around me are people who've had tragic things happen to them, and they're all being dismissed from rehab because their therapy has ended. They're insurance coverage has ended so I I witnessed this issue of therapy caps the impact it was having on people people being sent home disabled for the rest of their life but meanwhile I was able to recover and I said I want to do something about this so I started falling forward and very simply what our mission is is we're addressing therapy caps we're raising money to fund rehab for people after their insurance benefits run out and we've funded 54 people so far, including this one fine gentleman we're gonna talk to today. Um, We're also gonna talk to his fine wife today. His fine wife as well. Okay, all right. Um, So we funded 54 patients rehab, and our results already are proving that people do recover more fully, the more rehab they get. So even after insurance benefits run out, if you're able to continue your rehab, you do recover more fully, you get your life back, and you're able to lead a productive life again. So that's what we're doing. with. Vol-
0: yeah, and let me, let me quantify this for you folks so you get it uh, in terms of what we're talking about here. here. Here's some statistics that I think you'll find interesting. 655,000 people with strokes. You know what happens when people have a stroke. Depending on how quickly they get care? You know, are they going to be debilitated? Are there going to be issues? We're going to talk with doctor about that um, probably in the next segment. But just to give you an idea, that's just the stroke issue, 655,000, 425,000 traumatic brain injuries, 425,000 traumatic brain injuries, which is exactly what happened with Jason and 12,000 spinal cord injuries. Um, obviously, the need for this is significant. Um, and it's just something that, you know, until I... I'm aware of this because I see it all the time with policy limits and people that have issues with these kind of things, but it, it's there, nobody's addressing this. What you're doing, Sam, is very unusual because there is nobody stepping into this gap uh, and getting people this kind of care that they need so they can get back on with their life. You're certainly living proof, and Jason is a remarkable story, which we will get into in the third segment of the broadcast, but his story is absolutely remarkable. For him to be even sitting here today, and I've known him for a lot of years, um, is pretty amazing. So it's interesting to me that, that this whole thing is just it's, it's, it's being overlooked.
1: Yeah, Kerry, I really believe it's one of America's greatest secrets. And I had no idea, right? I was a healthy man. I used to love downhill skiing. I rarely went to the doctor. I honestly paid very little attention to our insurance, Um, which is exactly what most people do, right? Until you don't get the letter in the mail saying, oh. Tomorrow you're going to
0: wake up with a brain tumor. Oh, tomorrow you're going to wake up with a spinal cord injury.
1: Absolutely right. And you know, I I, I need to say it here, public uh, disclosure. Thank goodness for my wife. She did care about the insurance, and she's the one that bought the insurance.
0: Yeah, usually that's so, how that
1: works. Just yeah. in case you didn't know, <laughs> Mary's laughing, doctor's laughing. Yeah, usually,
0: usually it's the ladies that figure it out. Okay, not the guys. So okay, she, and they they're the ones that that, that make sure it gets fixed.
1: So she bought the good policy, uh, the reason I got all the rehab, and now the reason that we're doing the work that we're doing to help other people get the rehab that they need. How long did you have to go through rehab? Quantify that. Yeah, so my rehab was two years. Two years. And it was daily, five days a week for two years. And again, because of the good insurance, um, most of the patients around me were coming once a week or twice a week at most. I was going five days a week. So I got very intensive rehabilitation, five days a week for two years to get me from a wheelchair to a walker to crutches to a cane.
0: Yeah. So that was the progression. Right. And today you're completely functional. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and, and able to do anything you want to do. Absolutely. Right. So it is it is pretty remarkable how it works. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk with Dr. Now, Dr. Linda Latzik. We're going to talk with her about uh, the program that she administers at KU Medical Center here in, in Kansas. One of the. Premier hospitals in the country, actually, and we're going to talk with her about how this rehab works and what goes on. And then in a the third segment, we're going to talk to Jason and Mary Green about their actual story. You're going to find it very compelling. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network coast to coast across the USA. By the way, if you want to find out more information about this great group of folks, go to the website fallingforward.org, fallingforward.org. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break with more. With Doctor is in the House. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, send me an email. I will answer it. Our producer today, the always perfect Mr. Scott Larson. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Sam Portet from the Falling Forward organization, Dr. Linda Latticek, um with KU and Jason Green and Mary Green, who are are in studio with me today um as guests to tell their story so stay tuned this is going to be very interesting as we continue to talk about this so doctor you actually did the rehab on sam so let's talk about that um he did it for two years okay is that typical in a spinal cord injury that the, that the rehab typically goes that long is that the kind of period of time that we're typically looking at in these kinds of situations
4: Well, it's not typical, and it's a great question, and I don't think, as we've said, people really understand it until they've had to walk this path. You know, typically after a severe injury or illness similar to Sam's, they land on inpatient rehab, so they're still in a hospital-based setting they get healthy enough and functional enough to go home and that's really when the hard work begins because then suddenly you're thrust into your home environment and you've gotta get to outpatient therapy into a day program and do all of that work in addition to just being able to take care of yourself um, in a home environment without someone there 24 seven to manage your needs. Um, But it was a long recovery process for him. It's not typical that people get that much time for recovery.
0: No, it's not. And and as Sam pointed out, obviously, in the previous segment, and I, and I said as well, almost all the policies out there have caps on this. Unless it's a self-funded plan, usually there is some kind of a cap on it where it's typically between 30 and, like, 50 sessions, and that's it. So over a period of two years, he was there every day, five days a week, I'm assuming. That's a, that's a significant number, uh, greater than 30 to 50 rehab sessions, which is typically what we look at, Right.
4: That's correct, yeah. And I think the important thing you have to understand, um, when someone's had a neurological in- injury, so do their brain or to their spinal cord, what we need to tap into is this fancy term called neuroplasticity and we've got one more
0: time because n- I'm not even gonna I attempt know. it okay neuroplasticity <laughs> all right
4: but we've all heard the jokes about how gosh I wish I could actually tap into all of my brain cells that I'm not using right we we joke about right. you know, gosh I wish I could stop remembering those stupid songs from the 80s and use those brain cells for something else and that's actually what happens with repetitive and intense rehab So if you've had certain parts of your brain that maybe were injured, um, other parts can take over, but that happens with frequency and repetition over time. So it's why that... that longer period of rehab is so important and the same thing happens with spinal cord you know you you adapt and you you learn to um function in different ways and that doesn't happen overnight
0: okay so let's talk about that a little bit because you 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 talked about frequency and repetition all right so i'm assuming this isn't rocket science what we're talking about here you're talking about getting people to be able to do their their daily basic functions when you talk about this frequency and repetition doctor
4: right i don't know if sam remembers this but the the comparison i would give to my patients is that you need to look at this like you're an athlete in olympic training what we're asking you to do is basically work harder than you probably have in your entire life unless you were an elite competitive athlete and to put that kind of effort into your recovery because that's essentially what it feels like to go through this kind of rehab
0: because you're starting with nothing right
4: and having to relearn basic functions
0: like walking yeah. Okay, like what other motor skills do, were encompassed in what Sam had to go through?
4: Um, so, you know, walking was obviously a, a key thing, but sometimes you don't even think about the ability to um, roll over in bed to be able to tie your shoes to button and unbutton your pants to go to the bathroom by yourself um, to be able to get into the kitchen and, and get a drink out of the refrigerator. You know, the things that you just do automatically every day are so suddenly now impossible.
0: That we all take for granted because right. we can do them right. until it's not there. Then it becomes a huge issue. And and I guess what, you know, fascinates me about this is it wasn't surgery. It wasn't medications. Um you know, it, it was rehab. It was exactly what you just talked about, an intensive rehab program that he had to go through to get him from where he was, which was completely non-functional, to where he is today as he sits here, nodding his head. And he looks like he could run a marathon, even though he probably wouldn't run a marathon with the cane. But nonetheless, um, he's in great shape. And, and that is a testament uh, to what you were able to do and, and to the rehab program, yes?
4: Yeah, and it, and it really is. You know, giving people access to the therapy that they need when they need it.
0: Okay, so what happens when they don't get it? All right, so you got 50 visits. We're done. What? What? Right. what? Okay, now so they get they get their 50 visits. Okay, which lasts 10 weeks, and we're still you know what, uh, 142 weeks short of where we need to be in Sam's case. So what happens to those people, doctor?
4: Well, and it's even more complicated than that, and I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but different insurance companies apportion visits in different ways. So sometimes that could mean one visit is PT, OT, and speech. So in a day, you've used three visits. Wow. Wow. Other other companies will say one day of all disciplines count as one, and so you, you don't need to just understand your visits, but how your insurance company assigns those visits. So if you can imagine that you're needing three disciplines on a daily basis, you're really done quickly.
0: Yeah, you burn through those like overnight. Right. So, all right. So that happens. They don't have access to that care. They're either taking it out of their pocket or they're going home in a wheelchair.
4: Yeah, and when you, when you read what really happens to people who become labeled as disabled, um, it, is, it is very sad because really what, what we get our self-worth out of is, is largely being able to take care of ourselves, take care of our families, and not live dependent on somebody else. Um, so anything that we can do as a society and as medical professionals, to keep somebody functioning independently is, is so critical, not just to that individual, but to our system as a whole.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, and it's kind of the unspoken thing, and Mary's sitting here, and she's certainly going to be able to tell that part of the story in the next segment. The caregiver, if that person is permanently disabled or just, this is all we're going to do, we're done, and they don't have the financial wherewithal to pursue it, you've handcuffed that person to that caregiver for 24-7 for the rest of their lives, Yes.
4: Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people don't have that flexibility because if they happen to be married or have a significant other, that person needs to become the breadwinner. Um, A lot of people don't have that significant other, so they end up um, in a nursing home. And, you know, aside from the expense to our society, it's also a huge personal cost. It breaks my heart to see 30 and 40 year old people end up in a nursing home.
0: Yeah, in a nursing home on Medicaid um, where they're two to a room, with one television mounted on the wall and um, a room so small she can barely turn around in it. I mean, you ever walk in one of those places, it's pretty obvious they're not exactly where you want to be in life. So it, this is interesting. Sam, if people go to the website fallingforward.org, they, can they join the organization? Can they make contributions? How does that part work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the website, um, you can learn a lot more about our patients. You can watch patient videos. And to your question, absolutely, you can make donations. And 100% of the donations go to... To fund rehab
0: all right you heard it 100 percent of the donations go to fund rehab the website is fallingforward.org stay tuned we're going to be right back after the break you're going to love this next segment because we're going to have a fascinating story to tell you about jason mary green and what happened to him and he's sitting here today completely recovered we'll be right back after the break you're listening to america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting on the hia radio network coast to coast across the usa back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. If you want to find out more about these folks and what they do, maybe you have somebody in need. Maybe this is something that touches you and you think, gee, maybe I'd like to do something here or get involved with these folks. The website, fallingforward.org. FallingForward.org It's a great program You heard Sam say 100% of the money Goes to get people The necessary rehab they need 100% Not 90% Not 70% 100% FallingForward.org That's the website All right this segment we're going to devote to Jason and Mary Green, and i got to tell you a little bit about these folks because I've known them for a long time. This guy went to Afghanistan as a private contractor with the military, and I put in place the Lloyds of London life insurance policy on him. Well, he survived Afghanistan, and he came back, and he went for a bicycle ride one day, and things didn't go so well because he had a very bad accident with that bicycle ride that made him basically a paraplegic, if you will, unable to do anything, um, and wound up in the hospital um, in a coma for how long, Mary?
2: Well, he was in I in, I don't know how long the coma was, but it was a medically induced coma for right. a good week
0: Yeah, after. And because he was so damaged. Yeah. Brain damaged. His brain, was,
2: they had to take his skull out and put it in his belly so that the brain could swell. And if you look at the pictures of him, his, that side where the skull's out is larger than the other side. His brain was really swelling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, talk a little bit about the accident. What happened to him?
2: Um, he w- he just found an exercise that he absolutely loved, and which was won-
0: riding bicycles.
2: Riding bicycles, and he went out on a beautiful Saturday morning, and I got a phone call about three hours later saying I needed to get to the hospital. He clipped the bike in front of him and went headfirst, thirty miles per hour.
3: Do you remember any of that, Jason? None of it not not any of it at all. I know the ride because I've been there a lot, but not that not that day. So from you still don't recall what happened that day. No. I've been told it and it's Pretty small accident, but I hit the ground that fast. Yeah, at 30 miles an hour. With a helmet is, on.
0: With a helmet, with a, which was significant. So, all right, now he has the accident. Um, he's taken by ambulance to the hospital. Let's talk about what happens when, what do you start seeing when you get into the hospital? What are the doctors telling you? And where is this going? It
2: just starts amplifying. And I went from just stay-at-home housewife, very content with what I did, not knowing anything. If Jason wanted me to call and resubmit a claim, I would cry. Jason, you do it. I didn't want to deal with insurance companies, period. This was before
0: the accident. This was before the yeah. accident. Yeah.
2: So, um, then the doctor's telling me the procedure that he has to do, and I just, that was right when my, everything starts to spin, and I see my husband laying there, dying, and priests giving him extra and, you know, and then... The Surgery happens. He makes it through okay. Go home that night. Next morning, my brother knocks on the door. Where's the life insurance policy? Where's this? What insurance do you have? And I don't, you know, I hate to sound so stupid, but I did not know Substitute, the answers. stupid. Jason handled
0: it. You didn't. You've got a big family, yeah. and that was his responsibility, not yours. And
2: he was not a filer. He was a piler. So we had to go through all the piles.
0: <laughs> I would remember that. Not a filer, a piler. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so you had to go through all the piles and we all the documents got found. I remember the, meeting with you and your and, and yeah. And, and meeting
2: with my brother so that yep. you could you, Carrie, could explain to me what insurance was. Yeah. And then I remember looking at 30 visits of therapy. And that's I what thought, it was. Well, we weren't there just yet. We had to go to Craig Hospital and, you know, just keep Jason alive for now. But when the, it came time for the therapy back here in Kansas City, the Rehab Institute, And they said, how do you want to divide this up? And I just thought, what do you mean? Well, you have 30 visits. And do you want to go every other day? And I I don't have the answers to this. You know, it's the doctor told me from the beginning, a, a traumatic brain injury takes time. Yep. It could take years.
0: L- let's go back to this for a second. So he's in the hospital. He has the surgery. He has to be air ambulance to Craig. And I remember this. And because, the
2: insurance denied that one.
0: Yeah, but we appealed that. Yes, you we, did. We thank beat you. that one back. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was air ambulance to Craig, which was in Chicago. Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. I, I, we had one in Chicago, mm-hmm. one in Colorado. And I can't remember which one. So he was there, ambulance to Craig. How long was he at Craig? I want people to get a picture of how this went on. So he's
2: one month here in the hospital. Right. And then he flew him out to Craig for three months. Okay. And, and you then, were
0: going back and forth between Colorado and here yes. while he was at Craig. Yeah. So he went through intensive rehab. Craig, talk a little bit about what Craig is so people understand what that hospital does. It's,
2: it specializes in traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury. So um, everybody's got an absolutely amazing story at that place. Um,
0: and it's an amazing hospital. Yes. So amazing. that part was covered. We were good to go there once we got there.
2: And the, yeah. And the doctor says, what are your goals? And I said, I want my husband back 100 percent.
0: Right. So now we come back to Kansas City. And where is You've he got yet? his skull For, back in. Yeah, they gave him his skull back. That was helpful.
2: And then we came back. Looks pretty
0: good, too, considering <laughs> it's not a hairpiece, so I'm impressed. <laughs> okay.
2: So we came back, and uh, we decided to, you know, every other day. And then when it started to, you know, oh, my goodness, we only have two more weeks left, and Jason's not done. By any
0: stretch of the imagination, Jason was not done. No, he was not
2: finished. And they just, Rehab Institute made it so easy. They just said, well, we're just going to talk to Falling Forward Foundation, and I'm sure, you know, you're going to be a good candidate for them. They stepped up. There was just no glitch. We just proceeded with all the therapy that we needed. So
0: we had 30 visits. We burned through those in a New York minute. Okay. Now, now how long was he in rehab? Is he still in rehab today? How long was he in rehab?
2: Um, he was in rehab until about uh, Thanksgiving. So it was November. And he just.
0: No, Thanksgiving what year?
2: Of 2014. Okay. Going into Christmas. Right.
0: It was about that. So how long did that, how long was that period of time? Ballpark. Well, I have to. Okay. Six months, a year, more than a year.
2: Sorry. That's I all right. Have to think six yeah, months.
0: That's fine. So it's about six about, mm-hmm. about six yeah. months. Okay. So what I'm trying to do there is quantify the number of treatments that he needed. So they reach out to you. You meet him, Sam, or you meet the family, and then what happened?
1: Well, actually, we didn't meet. Um, part of our program is we leave the decisions up to the therapy professionals at like the at, at the center. Okay. So the staff at the Rehab Institute made the decision to use some of our funds to help Jason. They allocate the funds to the patients. We don't play any role in that until after this decision is made. And we set it up that way, Kerry, because so it's a, it's, 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 blind, a, it's a medical decision. Right. We want medical professionals making that choice. They said Jason's a good candidate. We're going to use some of your money on Jason. And, You know, we don't we don't get involved in that choice.
0: So, Jason, what do you, do you recall what you did when you went to these rehab sessions that that Falling Forward was paying for to get you the care you needed?
3: I do now, but not back then. Okay, I had and no so idea. what were you doing? Um, a lot of training. I mean, I had to read words, look at pictures. I had to walk special ways, get my balance back. Because you couldn't do any of that no. when you got there. Correct. Well, I could do it, but it was tough. Right. You know, I would if I wanted to tur- turn right and walk, I had to step there very lightly okay. and then start walking in small steps. Okay. That's the simple part to explain it. Okay. Um, I tasted nothing. You had no taste for food no, at all. Nothing. Um, I do remember getting home and I had a strawberry. I was so amazed by that flavor. I loved it so much. It's a strawberry. I know what that is. But it, it, that wasn't there before. And a lot of stuff wasn't like that. But going through this whole process, it built it back. So, so that's what it was, right, Mary? It was a building. It was like building
0: blocks. As he went through these rehab, yeah, this rehab program that Falling Forward was was paying for to make sure he could keep getting the treatment. You started seeing incremental progress.
2: Correct. He just became more solid in what he could do. More solid in his walking. More solid in getting dressed, reading. None of that he could do before. No thought process. I mean, when he got to rehab institute, they'd say, name uh, a fruit that's red. Name three of them. He couldn't do it. And now, you know, he's just he's just he's he just keeps progressing. But, you know, when you say 30 visits, you know, if you break your ankle and you need those visits, fine. But if you break your head or if you break your spine, <laughs> yeah. you can't limit it to 30 visits. No, and can't. just like Sam said, it's up to the doctors to decide how many visits you need. And that is so true.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I listen to a doctor talk about it having to be a, an Olympic athlete for what you in order the dedication it takes to go through this. And then I look at this guy and I remember you're coming in our office and we took Christmas pictures. Remember that when he was finally able to walk again and able to get around? And I look at him today um, and it's, it's remarkable how he has recovered and what he's come back from. Um, and obviously this amount of rehab, the fact that he had access to this. It made a huge difference yes
2: i like to call him santa sam, <laughs> santa sam.
0: well it's a christmas season giving. that's appropriate okay the gift that keeps on giving santa
2: sam Huh? where would we be without him yeah I mean, really you talk about where would you go where, where i, I see well that's people, the, that's the whole point where would function. you go he yeah. could not function he has me thank god i have a large family thank god but there are people that go home and have nobody the poor person on the street, you wonder, yeah. you know? Yeah, so
0: you can make, that's the story, folks, and that, that gives you some idea of what we're talking about here and that, that, that give you a perspective on what a difference this can make to somebody and their family and getting their life back on track again. The website, fallingforward.org, fallingforward.org. If you're intrigued by this, you think you'd like to get involved, maybe you'd like to open your checkbook before you get to the end of the year, you're looking for a tax write-off, this is a great place to do it. The website is fallingforward.org. Dot org, FallingForward.org. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast, across the USA. Stay tuned. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation as we close out the show today. If you want to get involved with this organization, it is a great organization. They do a fantastic job, as you can tell from listening to the stories here today in the studio. The website is fallingforward.com. Org, FallingForward.org. You can go to the website. You can see all the information on what they do up there if you want to get involved. Hey, you know what? If you need to make a tax you know, credit uh, charitable contribution, this is a tremendous opportunity to do that. 100% of this money goes to the people. Think about that. 100%. Which means Sam's doing this uh, with no compensation from this organization. So keep that in mind. These people are putting their heart and their soul into this thing. The website is FallingForward.org. If you want to get involved as a volunteer or you want to make a donation, that's where you can go do it. Let's talk quickly about this. We're not across the country yet, although right. this is going to air right. on all 139 stations across the country. We're not across the country yet. Talk about the four centers where you do have availability to help people if they want to reach out to you and they need help.
1: Absolutely. So we are at four centers uh, in Colorado, Illinois, Kansas, and Missouri. Um, We've mentioned two of them already. So Craig Hospital in Denver. right? It's a top 10 center. As Mary said, they specialize in brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. The Rehab Institute of Kansas City. Um, Our third one is Lawrence Memorial Hospital in Lawrence, Kansas. And our fourth partner and most recent partner is the Rehab Institute of Chicago. They are number one rehab center in the United States, meaning top-ranked rehab center for 26 years. Um, Really the authority in rehab, and we are just more than proud to be partnering with them.
0: So these four facilities are partnering with you to help you get these folks access to this rehab that they need. And obviously, I would assume they're doing this at a cost that makes it available for you to be able to function uh, as an organization and help people get the care they need.
1: Yeah, so we've negotiated agreements with all four centers and those <coughs> agreements, they are doing this work at absolute minimum cost. They're you know providing a rate to us that is not a publicly available rate. And why are they doing that? Because, and Linda said this earlier, people in the rehab community, their life mission is to help people recover. Right. And the people at these four centers, when we came to them, they said, absolutely, we want to do this, right? We want our patients to be able to continue their rehab after the insurance companies stopped paying. They said, if you come to the table and bring money to help continue their rehab, we're going to work with you. And, you know, they've provided rates to us that are very attractive.
0: Doctor, if this was made universally available, if, if, if Falling Forward becomes, you know, a, a national group that, you know, has funds to do this, how much of a difference, just a, just a, I'm just curious, of a percentage difference would this make in people getting back on their feet, able to function in society versus folks not? Is it 70%, 50%? What would you guess?
4: So I have to tell you that historically, when someone had a spinal cord injury, they spent a year on a rehab unit inpatient. Okay. patient. All right. And now we're looking at six to eight weeks. Wow. So the trajectory and the moving people through the healthcare system um, is crazy fast in comparison to 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, And you you have to think if this goes in the right direction, people will get the rehab they need based upon their diagnosis and and their likelihood of recovery versus the one size fits all.
0: And and, and actually be able to get back as these two, Sam uh, and Jason, are sitting here in the studio totally functional today. Right. Yeah.
4: And, and the challenge is being able to identify those patients and then match them up with the rehab that will allow them to be successful.
1: All right. So, so Carrie, the, if I could, yeah. the... Uh, it, the numbers on this, you know, it means getting people back to work. Yeah. And, and if you get people back to work, they're, they're, functional they're yeah. paying taxes. Yes. Again. And if they're paying taxes again, they're, they're not
0: collecting disability. They're not
1: collecting. Yes, absolute, that's exactly right. Yeah, that, and and that, that makes perfect sense. And so of the 54 patients that we've funded so far, we've seen that. We've seen people who've, who've gone back to their jobs. They're not disabled. They're not sitting at home on their sofa, you know, watching TV. They're working again. It's possible but it takes the right amount of rehab to do
0: yeah, it. Yeah, and it takes money, and it takes volunteers. So now I want you to do what I call make the ask. Make I the ask. want you to ask this audience for what you need on this broadcast today.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I want to be really blunt here. You know, I feel um, like a pitch man in some ways, but the God's honest— You, you leave that to me. The, the, <laughs> the God's honest truth is every dollar— makes a difference in somebody's life. Right. Every additional session of rehab makes a difference in somebody's life. We just heard that. They will be able to walk better. They'll be able to talk better. They'll be able to go back to work and function better. So what we are doing, you make an investment, you make a donation to Falling Forward. Every dollar you give is going to go to help somebody recover. Um, so Carrie, you know, I, I'm asking people go to our website, go to the donate page on our website, make a donation. You can make a one-time donation, you can make a monthly donation, whatever works best for you. What about people that want to get involved as volunteers? Are you accepting volunteers? Do you need that kind of help? It, it, we, Yeah, we do. So particularly in the four markets where we have the four rehab so centers, get people we, we, need, we need volunteers okay. in those markets helping us with doing events <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, we also need help um, with... Spreading the word. Probably the biggest thing, and this radio show is helping. This us This with will this, probably have a little impact. Is on that, we spreading hope. the word right? Most people have never heard of this issue of therapy right. caps. They've certainly never heard of falling forward before. So go on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You know, help us spread the word about this issue. Make more people aware of this issue. I'd also ask people go look at your insurance policy. Yeah, well, check, <laughs> check your insurance <laughs> policy and see what your rehab benefits are. Yeah, that's in the bottom left hand or of the desk. And if if your company is providing your insurance to you, you know, ask your employer, what are my rehab benefits? So, We're raising awareness and bottom line, we're raising money. And if people want to give, you know, we promise them every dollar is going to change somebody's life. Thank you very much for doing this today. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Jason.
0: Thank Thank, you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. You know, folks, I I put this on for a reason. This affects people's lives. I know these people very well, Jason and Mary. I've worked with them for the last couple of years. Um, I met Sam. This is an amazing organization. They do a great job. The website is fallingforward.org, fallingforward.org. If you want to make a gift this holiday season, this is a great place to do it. You heard what he said. Every dollar goes directly to a patient that needs help. FallingForward.org is the website. All the information is up there also if you want to volunteer. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.